Welcome back and climb aboard to Domance Dawn. I'm Luke. And I'm Janine. And this is our podcast where we mash up One Piece and Simpsons characters because I know too much about both. And I don't have any sense to say no. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a basis for a good podcast, I think. Well, I mean, if it isn't, then... um. A lot of other people are in trouble. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think we've got a good set of banter back and forth. We're able to finish each other's sentences, and we don't feel the need to do that bit where it's like, we can finish each other's, and then you would say sentences. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about interrupting you, but honestly, like, nah. We... Don't always go for the cheap jokes here. Besides, like, Frozen took that one, and, like, everybody, like, who knows it would be like, no, that was, like, Arrested Development first. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Arrested Development still generally holds up pretty well. It would not be a good mashup for One Piece, though. Although now I kind of want to. Steve Holt. Steve Holt! Uh, yeah, so... Uh, the basic idea is that we are going to quickly go over the One Piece episodes that we are covering for this week. Uh, we are then going to be uh, talking about the new characters who premiered, and we're going to see about assigning some... Simpsons characters into the roles of these One Piece characters. This week, we are back for episode 3. We are going to be covering episodes 9 through 13 of One Piece. Honorable liar, Captain Usopp. The world's strongest weirdo, Django the Hypnotist. Revealing the conspiracy, the pirate caretaker, Captain Kuro. Battle. The Black Cat Crew, Battle on the Slope. The terrifying duo, Nyaban Brothers vs. Zoro. And, uh, yeah, this, uh, uh, I did have a domain, uh, in the last episode. I forgot that, uh, this arc, the, uh, Serve Village arc is split into two parts. Uh. So we don't get a full story, but uh, I feel like you kind of understand where things are going in these ones. Yeah, I mean, when you see that, like, one of the characters appears inside of the um, opening credits, you, you kind of, like, get spoiled, like, all of the, oh, what's going to happen to them, kind of. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least the... Uh... The four kids rap didn't introduce characters until they joined the crew. Really? Mm-hmm. 
they just had longer verses. Uh, but yeah, so the crew ends up in Syrup Village. That is where we kind of have a boy who cried wolf situation. Usopp uh, constantly lies about pirates. And he also tells lies for a good reason to Kaya, who's a rich girl. But he's gone too far, but you know it don't matter anyway. Uh, Clahador, her butler, is secretly the infamous pirate captain Kuro, who is out to take her money and destroy the town, which his whole plan kind of has some big old plot holes in it. And he is assisted by Django, a hypnotist who took over the pirate crew of the Black Cat Pirates. And so Usopp stumbles onto this whole conspiracy along with Luffy. And they're like, okay, well, we got to stop the pirates. They set up a plan to try and keep them from climbing up a hill. And they end up accidentally preparing the wrong hill. And so the battle uh, starts off in an unexpected way, and Zoro has to fight the Nyaban brothers, or the Meowban brothers in the English version. And because Luffy, Zoro, Nami, and Usopp have been holding the pirates back, Captain Kuro shows up to uh, be like, hey, why aren't you murdering all these people the way that I wanted? Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah. Like, Kuro's plan is that he has Django, who is a hypnotist, who is going to hypnotize Kaya into signing everything over, and then she's going to get murdered. And it's like, well, what sort of governing body is going to, like, adjudicate this situation if everybody else in the village is dead? Yeah, not not only that, but like, there's the comes in the question like, why didn't they kill you? Mm-hmm. And also, um, who is going to adjudicate everything if there's only this one village inside of this whole town and they die? Yeah, and it's like if Kaya is the last person who can inherit the money, and she's dead, and you're the only person who can manage the estate. Who else would the money go to, like, than you? There's there's obvious, like, plot holes that are in here, and it's like, it doesn't really matter. We have our stakes, and we, we have a feeling that Captain Kuro is not going to uh, succeed on this plan. But, uh, yeah, so we have 13 a lucky number characters to uh, add on to the list this week. And as a fun side note, the uh, episodes initially ran from January 12th to February 9th of the year 2000. So happy new millennium, Janine. Oh, hey, nice. We're mm-hmm. in the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, new Simpsons episodes that came out during this period include Little Big Mom, the episode where Marge ends up in a hospital so Lisa's put in charge where famously Stupid Sexy Flanders comes from. Faith Off, where Bart becomes a faith healer. The Mansion Family, where the Simpsons have to watch the Burns Mansion and Homer and Bart go into international waters for monkey fights. Saddlesaur Galactica, where Bart becomes a horse racer. And Alone Again, Natura Diddley, 
where Maud Flanders dies. Oh, right. Because they had, like, complications with the voice actress that could have been, like, I don't know, smoothed over if you just paid somebody better? No, I I always thought it was literally they wanted to have stakes for it. I I don't... I'm pretty sure I read somewhere it had something to do with, like, complications with the, the voice actress. Let's see. Production, production. Oh, uh, yep, nope, you were right. Uh, she asked for a cost of living raise from 2000 an episode to 6000 and she was only offered $150 by Fox to cover the travel costs between Denver and Los Angeles. And uh, Kind of a big leap, so... Yeah, they had hired a voice actress to fill in with her uh, for a few of the episodes, and then they decided to kill her to change Ned Flanders' character. Woo! That's Hollywood, baby. More like Holly weird. Uh, but yeah, characters who are introduced uh, in these that we now have access to include Stupid Sexy Flanders, who I would consider to be a distinct variation from just normal Flanders, Lucy McGillicuddy Ricardo Carmichael, uh, Cornelius Chapman, Springfield's formerly oldest man, Britney Spears and Mike Tyson, Bachman Turner Overdrive, Linda Carter, George Foreman, Rachel Jordan, and Fandemonium, along with many more. I do like noted um, Furious George. Uh, mm -hmm. I have, uh, since the airing of this episode in the year 2000, um, while I was small and, you know, playing through Pokemon at the time, any primate Pokemon that I did catch, especially the Mankey and Primate line, have been nicknamed Furious George after that episode had aired. Fair enough. I mean, it, it, it's a good name. Uh, and Furious George is not to be confused with Furious D, the racehorse. Also, Furious George doesn't, like, all the way fit, but Furious G kind of does, and you just kind of know. Well, Furious D is a also a reference to Tenacious D. Interesting. Uh-huh. Also, that episode uses the song The Distance by Cake. Just putting that in there. Uh, but yeah, so we have 13 characters. The biggest one, and I feel like what might be the easiest one that we both agree on is going to be Usopp. Uh, because we met his dad, Yasop, and even Luffy is like, Hey, your dad told me all about you, which... He was drunk at the time, so I wonder what stories were told. And, uh, um, and like, Usopp was a baby also, so it's like, how interesting is a baby? That's why people have baby it. pictures, really. Because, like, you can't say, like, what cute thing that the baby did because it doesn't have the same impact because that's not your baby but if you have a picture of it and god willing they look cute 
people can react to it. But I mean, if if Usopp comes up with lies about what he did as a famous child pirate, I figure his dad probably has the same ability. Baby Usopp's a pretty big wheel down at the pirate factory. Interesting. Uh, I won't argue that. Uh, so for Yaslap, we put Kirk Van Houten. I feel like for this one, we gotta go Millhouse. Yeah, everything's coming up Millhouse. All right, so Millhouse is what you had for Usopp? Yes, yes, I did. I didn't All even right. bother to have anything else. Yeah, no, neither did I. Uh, there's a few others where it's just like, I got one suggestion for this, and that's all. Uh, so, we then have Django, the hypnotist who moonwalks everywhere, frequently falls for his own hypnotism, and also the item that he uses for hypnotism is a razor-sharp chakram. Who... Do you have for Django, or do you want me to give mine first? I will go first on this one because I feel very strongly that Django should be none other than Dr. Nick. Ooh! I... He's, he's kind of incompetent. He's, like, not really, like, kind of like a neutral evil type character, like, Definitely not working for good, but like also kind of charming and in his own pathetic way. God, yeah, no, that is that is beautiful. Uh, so I had two suggestions for him. The first was Disco Stew. Ah, that's a, that's and, that's a lovely one. And the second was Brother Faith, who was the Faith Healer, played by War Machine himself from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There was two of them, though. Like, there was Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard. Yeah, but Don Cheadle is the only one who actually got to become War Machine. Okay, that's fair. God, yeah, no, uh... You know, I, I liked Disco Stew a lot more, but no, I'm good to use Dr. Nick here. Excellent. That was the one that I was going to fight you with fists if I had to. All right. So next we have Kaya, the rich girl who's dying of sadness. Right. I didn't have anything on this one because I had a feeling that she does come back. That, And you know how I kind of feel about that and my indecision. So lay it on me. What do you well, have? Well, well, do you think that Jenko's going to come back? Honestly, if he does come back, I'll probably feel just as happy as any other time that Dr. Nick ever comes back. Hi, everybody. Hi, Django Hi, the Hypnotist. Yes. I will immediately uh, do that. Anytime that I see him, like, come, come back. So the one that I picked for Kaya also ties into Kaya's father. Uh, that is Samantha Stanky from the episode... Uh, Arts, uh, where Millhouse gets a girlfriend, they are separated by her father. She gets sent to French-Canadian boarding school at the end. Interesting. I should have looked into, into you know, characters that are connected to Millhouse in some way, and I probably would have been able to find something like that, but 
now that you say that, it is a great connection, and it does get me to know a little bit more about the father who I have no idea about. So I do like that. Yes. All right. Uh, so Samantha Stinky is in our role as Kaya, who mostly after this arc is regulated to just popping in and checking on characters for like a panel or two. Uh, we then have Captain Kuro, and I have three suggestions for this one. What about you? I have two, um, tentatively two, uh, but the first one kind of comes with the question, have we used Blue-Haired Lawyer yet? We have not. Okay, uh, that was blue -haired definitely my lawyer, A.K.A. Burns' lawyer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my second suggestion on that would be another Burns supervillain in that it would be uh, Waylon Smithers. Ooh. Uh, an interesting choice, an interesting choice. Uh, so I have three suggestions. One that I think is the one to go for, one that is a wild out there suggestion, and then one that is a bad suggestion. Which one would you like to hear first? Uh, let's go with bad first, then go for the kind of, like, middle, more logical one, and then wrap it all up with whatever weird stuff you have for the end. Fair enough. The bad idea, or the easy idea, is just burning Seymour Skinner here way uh, too early. Yeah. The good suggestion that I have is Mr. Black from the episode Camp Krusty. Because he's similarly... Uh, trades on people not believing children, uh, having a sort of dark background, utilizing bullies. And Kuro does not really return from here. Ah, okay. Uh, the, wild episode, the wild suggestion is Pearl Butler, who is a anthropomorphic Pearl that I believe Homer fantasizes. That is pretty wild. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. Would you like me to pull up a picture of Mr. Black? I, I think I remember Mr. Black. I do remember um, that particular episode of The Simpsons in which, um, yeah, the children are pretty much like uh, abused and or neglected sometimes simultaneously inside of like um, a hell camp that is just, I guess, licensed by Krusty. Mm -hmm. And it also includes him setting or showing them a fake Krusty and a fake video from Krusty at the beginning to earn their confidence, which I feel is thematically appropriate for Captain Kuro. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, I guess. I do kind of, hmm. I mean, I do admit that uh, using blue-haired lawyer is kind of mostly because of like how much uh, Kudo seems to be obsessed with using the law inside of his scheme. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that it only kind of works with cartoon logic 
Yeah, yeah. Like, the plan does not make sense. It really doesn't, but, you know, in a, in in defense of the Simpsons, they get um, pretty kangaroo court inside of their mm-hmm. legal system uh, as well. The other thing is, if we go with Mr. Black, I have additional uses for the Camp Krusty characters theme. Interesting. I mm-hmm. do like, I do like when you do returning themes. Okay. Let's do it then. Let's, let's. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. All right. Mr. Black is our Captain Kuro. Uh, who did he have for the mansion guards who really don't do much except stay in front of the uh, gates? Also, I love that Usopp has somehow not only cut a perfect cube out that he can pull to climb through the topiary, but also that cube of uh, topiary never actually, like, dies or wilts or browns or anything. Yeah, it's Minecraft as shit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have anything for them, because honestly, um, I didn't, like, I was going to get back to them after I finished all of the episodes, and when I did, I just, like, oh, I had forgotten who they were. Like, right now, gun to my head, I could not tell you um, what the color of either of their hair were. I I think that is completely fair. Uh, my pick was the security guards from Homer Palooza. Who also oh, don't really right. have... Oh, right. When, when, uh, when Homer gets the help that he needs. No, that's when he uh, becomes the human cannonball target in the freak show. And uh, Lollop loses stand-in. Homer interrupts a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Cypress Hill is in that one. When do we get to use Cypress Hill? Uh, I mean, I almost used them before. Hmm. I'll have them in mind because they do seem like they would be able to fit inside of some pirates that we'll come across later. Oh, yeah. No, there's like literally a band of musical pirates in the future. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, One Piece gets wild. One Piece gets wild. Uh, So then we have the three kid characters who are sort of Usopp's hangers-on. They have different names in the Japanese sub- in the U.S. one, they are named Carrot, Pepper, and Onion. That's what their Japanese names translate as, and that's because their heads look like a carrot, a pepper, and an onion. Very unfortunate haircuts. Mm-hmm. Um, for these three, I did have kind of a similar theme um, in that they were also um, nerds. I, I, mm-hmm. I used the, uh, the chess nerd, the prune juice nerd, and database uh, which I do believe were featured inside of the episode when Bart becomes a nerd. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to Google... Yes, it is you, uh, the last you. temptation of Homer uh, when it was a B-plot when Homer and um, Mindy go to a capital city. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bart has to get the hair gel, the 
shoe inserts, the glasses, and the voice spray. I would like to applaud you, Janine, for finding a trio of nerds who uh, work really well as background characters. Uh, I, I feel like I almost wasted uh, the characters that I was going to use. Ah. Uh, I had uh, Adrian Ballou, Richard, and Wendell. Who are just background kids. Interesting. Keep a pin in one of those names. Wendell. Yep. I mean, if you want to go, if you want to go ahead and jump to that, we we do them in an order. We do them in an order. Okay, then then we can go over to Kaya's father next, which you can be able to tell me. So, uh, carrot would be chest nerd, pepper would be prune juice nerd, and database would be onion. That's correct. All right, just wanted to make sure that I had that down. Uh, so Kaya's father, uh, did you have someone for Kaya's father? I did not. I kept that blank because, like, there was only one still image of him, and I was like, oh, I know from last time that that motherfucker's gonna come back. No, he did. Oh, he did. He did. Ah, I overestimated this dead motherfucker. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Uh, so then I, I suppose we just go with Mr. Stanky for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it fits with the theme. It, it fits with who his daughter is in yeah. this mashup, which, which is close enough. Yeah, which we've, we've kind of like worked on with, uh, you know, the... Van Houten, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, patterns and themes, you don't necessarily need to use family relationships, but if it's if it's for background characters or uh, certain characters, I think it works better. I will say uh, we get introduced to Us- uh, Usopp's mom in the next episode, and I don't necessarily know if I want to burn Luann Van Houten on her. Because, I mean, Luann is... Luann has been divorced and a single woman longer than she was Milhouse's mom in terms of continuity. I mean, with how long the series has run. Yeah, yeah. That's just, that's just numbers. But she's mm-hmm. also very much characterized a lot more as a single mom. Exactly. Uh, so then we have Nugira Yainu, who is the fake Captain Kuro. Uh, who got left behind on the ship and, like, shows up for a scene to be like, yes, I left an impersonator on the ship. I I had one name, and that's because that's that's the... It's the one person I could be able to think about that has, like, a similar look and also mm-hmm. is only around for one episode. Frank Grimes. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely too soon to use old Grimey. Really? You have an idea for somebody who dies in one episode? Yes. Or did you want to burn Frank Grimes on, like, somebody who actually comes back for a second episode? Uh, it's his son who comes back for a second episode. Ah, uh, but no, I have three different suggestions of kind of, like, characters who fit. 
uh, for each of these sets that I had. So for Seymour Skinner, I was going to do the real Seymour Skinner. Ah. Uh, for Pearl Butler fitting in with the characters who are introduced in new episodes, I had Red Barclay, the trucker who Homer challenges to a steak-eating contest and loses to, and then he dies immediately after, so Homer and Bart have to take the truck on its final trip, and that's when they learn that all truckers just have computers that drive them everywhere they need to go. Wow, that hasn't aged very well now, has it? Nope. Uh, and then the one fitting in with the Camp Krusty theme was uh, the mail delivery man on horseback from Camp Krusty, who Lisa just pays to deliver letters. He has a distinct beard. Okay. Well, um, I'm not wild about that one. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What debt do you feel is most relevant to the same kind of level of plot, I guess? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say Red Barclay. I feel better about burning him as opposed to Grimes, because, like, people care about Frank Grimes. Nobody cares about Red Barclay. Uh, Even though he is a trucker and he's eaten steaks from coast to coast with taters and toast. I do love that you memorized that little bit of a rhyme. Uh yes, let's 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 do Red Barclay then. Uh, we'll save Grimy for another poor unfortunate soul who has a little bit more impact. Exactly. Uh we then have Mary the butler who uh I my mind just goes to one of the worst things that I saw early on in One Piece fandom that we will not get to here. Okay. Uh, yeah, so who did you have for Mary? Now that one I use Wendell. Interesting. The hair was very reminiscent, but also, like, I guess the cowardice. I The only thing that, like, is, like kind of missing is that um, Mary didn't throw up, but I don't think that that occurs in One Piece. No, people get sick. Uh, Mary does pull a fucking gun on Usopp. That is true. Uh, My suggestion was Carl, Homer's assistant, uh, from the episode where Homer... Uh, fakes uh, insurance paperwork so he can get the hair regrowth serum. And uh, it's uh, Simpson and Delilah is the episode, and he is voiced by uh, Harvey Firestein. Also, white hair. Or blonde hair. Blonde and then later white, according to the Simpsons wiki. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, I don't have anything against using that character, mainly because 
I can't quite remember that character right now. But um, might make sense using an older character that considerably might have, I would feel more comfortable associating with a firearm, maybe. Although then again, I did like, was ready to kill Wendell. So I don't know where I am. Oh, so you're assuming that Mary is dead. How is Mary not dead? That motherfucker just got stabbed and then left to bleed out overnight. Like, are you telling me that somehow he was able to, like, keep enough blood in and is just fine now? Like, what What the fuck are the... What the fuck is Kudo then to be, like, so incompetent to, like, after three years, like, of no killing, the first person he gets to kill, he, he just botches it. Mary's a tough motherfucker. I fucking guess. I mean, like, he literally has hair that makes him look like a lamb. That which you would think would be the sacrificial lamb. Why does that guy get to live? Like, like, wow, we were killing so many people in the last arc. Why is nobody dead now? Because they're stuck going up the hill. (sighs) They're just running up that hill, running up that road, running up that building with no problem. Mm -hmm. Well, except for when Nami forces Zoro down the hill. That was the wrong hill. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, what a fucking scene. I'm I'm pretty sure that was in the manga, like kind of just like to take up space or really more realistically, just to make sure that they didn't have all of the characters up at the same time. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's like half of what plotting out uh, manga battles is, especially uh, until they get to the point where it's like, okay, we're going to need to give like everybody their own mini boss to fight. And I guess for Zoro, it was running up that hill. Mm-hmm. And Luffy. By the way, is... like if you if you forgot that that song slaps, go ahead and listen to like Kate Bush again. Like it it holds up, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I do not doubt in the magic of Kate Bush. Um. Yeah, I'm still. But I'm still doubting that. inside of the the magic of fucking Mary. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, no, you definitely are. No, uh, Mary, Mary survives. Mary survives. Kaya's father does not come back, despite the fact that we see some, like, fucking serious art from him, like, one time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I had vibes, like, oh, this guy's gonna come back. Like, how did I whiff it and just, like, ah, <sighs> One Piece. It's the name of the treasure in the Grand Line. <laughs> okay. We'll go. We'll go with Carl. Parentheses, Homer's assistant from the episode where he gets hair. I mean, there's only one Carl, and it's uh, specifically Carl with a K, and not Carl from Lenny and Carl. So uh, there's so... more than one Carl. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Carl Carlson, 
from Lenny and Carl. I forgot that was his last name. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to our next couple of pieces of work. Uh, yeah, Sham and Butchie, or Siam and Butchie. Uh, and once again, I had three sets for them. Uh, the bad one, going with the Seymour Skinner theme, was State Comptroller Atkins and Mr. Glasscock. The wild one was Meat Hook and Ramrod, uh, who were from uh, Take My Wife Sleaze, an episode that got introduced during the last batch of ones that we covered, uh, who are bikers, voiced by John Goodman and... Uh, I, I'm going to say Henry Fonda, but that's not the, the right name. Uh, the guy who plays the Fonz. Uh, Henry Winkler. Yes, Henry Winkler. And then uh, the uh, suggestions for the Camp Krusty theme were the Camp Krusty nurse and the Fat Camp counselor. That could be something there, because I tell you, I blanked out on these two and I only had one weird idea that came to me one night in a fever dream. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was just when I was taking a nap at work this morning. Um, worker and Parasite. Uh, from the Russian uh, itchy and scratchy knockoff. They say it's Eastern Europe's uh, biggest cartoon show but they don't specifically say russian but with names like worker and parasite you kind of get the feeling this was from the ussr mm -hmm. while also having no actual propaganda because they, they speak in gibberish not in any particular language and they don't really do much yeah i mean i i, I feel like it I, I I spent a long time trying to figure these out because, like, way back when I had started thinking about, like, well, who are they going to be? Because I think I watched these episodes twice to get ready for this one. Uh, it was like, well, what if I do, what if we use Patty as home? And it's like, no, that's a waste of them for so many reasons. But, uh, like, there's sub enemies like i don't know if they're actually like playable in any video games or anything like that so like camp crusty nurse bad camp counselor those those are good enough all right well we'll, we'll complete the uh mr black um i don't know what i would call it uh theming except for red barclay but i i feel like red barclay is probably a better use yeah we gotta kill somebody mm -hmm. and you can't cool. kill some somebody when it comes to um children's camp episode i mean like you could but like ooh, they're gonna really really get on you about that that's what they would have had to have done if they actually made it a movie like they uh initially planned for it Ooh, thank you uh, yeah, uh, it was initially planned for a, uh, full-on theatrical release, and then I think they just didn't have enough time, so they kind of boiled it down to one episode. 
Uh, weirdly, One Piece has a arc, uh, a filler arc that was intended to be a movie, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, no, you can tell this one was intended to be a movie because it's actually good." <laughs> uh, One Piece has a lot of filler arcs, and uh, yeah, God, I didn't even factor some of the episodes that are just full-on recaps into uh, my my uh, estimation math. Uh, but yeah, so we got another batch of characters done, Janine. We did. And uh, the next episode that we do is going to be really fucking wild because uh, we're going to have to dig deep. But, uh, to recap who we have, we have Usopp as Milhouse, Django as Dr. Nick, or Dr. Nick as Django, Samantha Stanky as Kaya, Mr. Black as Kuro, uh, the security guards from Homer Palooza as the mansion guards, Chestnut as Carrot, Prune Juice Nerd as Pepper, Database as Onion, Mr. Stanky as Kaya's father, Red Barclay as Nugire Yainu, uh, Carl as Mary, Camp Trusty Nurse as Bushi, and Matt Camp Counselor as Sham. We done did it. Why does he even look like a sheep then? If it's if it's not to fill in the the idea of a sacrificial lamb, they 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 show a shot of like a sheep for a second. That, mm-hmm. that I just, that I thought, like, this is symbolic to something to kind of, like, show more of a relation between this character and the sheep. Is it because that the sheep got led astray for a second and, like, shot a man or something? Or got stabbed by another man or something? Like, it's it's such, like, the character doesn't need to live like if anything like it would be much more impactful if the character did die like how do you get to live like right now he's sitting inside of the mansion bleeding out still because i have a feeling like nobody in the town is going to know exactly what happened and they'll continue like going on the idea that 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 usap was like a liar the entire Uh, time so Mary's most important thing has yet to come up. It most important. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the fuck. I'm, I'm forgetting the term of, uh, for, uh, like a Japanese independent slash fan comic. Uh, uh Daijinshi. Yes. Uh, and I'm not talking about the Daijinshi where it is, Mary fucking Kaya that was put up with commentary just kind of criticizing how bad and unhappy everybody looked in the comic. It's been over a decade since I've seen that thing that I probably didn't need to see, but it sticks with me. Wow. Anime fans is weird, y'all. Anime fans is weird. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, next episode, we are going to be covering 
14 through 18, which is going to wrap up this arc, introduce a very important character, introduce a special background character. And uh, yeah, we're going to have uh, some good times. So, Janine, before we wrap this up, do you have any more questions? Um, Jesus Christ, like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, at this point, I know that we were thinking about, like, um, waiting and seeing about, like, keeping this thing up, like, keeping this thing going. But, mm -hmm. like, um, like, I feel like this is now a punishment that we have to do onto the world if we have to go through it. I, I feel like we will probably be good until we get to Skypea. Uh, which is the one where the party has to fight Eminem, the rapper who is trying to murder all of them because he is God. Wow, literally rap God. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if, when that comes up and our brain hurts too much, then, then we can stop. Right now, I'm only just getting mildly infuriated by Mary being alive. I mean, I guess, I guess it'll make... You know, I guess it'll make sense later, or like I'll feel better about it, or maybe I don't know. I'm not fucking him. I'll tell you that much. Fair enough. Uh, well, if people want to volunteer to fuck Mary and they want to tell you about it, they can go to our Twitter account for the show at Domads Dawn. Uh, and if they want to talk about anything else with you, Janine, where can they find you on Twitter? Well, on Twitter, you can be able to find me at Janine Juliet. Um, also, Janine is spelled J-A-N-I-N-E. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, that is on, like, the episode stuff, but I... I realized lately that I've got to spell it out for some people because there are different variations to spell Janine. And let me tell you one thing, nobody spells Janine Garofalo's name right. Because that it's one's the other Janine. That's more like Janan. It's kind of... It's like a Jean-neen, you know? Janine. Something similar. Anyway, um, that's where you could be able to follow me and tell me things about what you know argue my decisions or like how much i'm letting luke get away with some stuff or tell me how good i was by choosing dr nick as django uh you were excellent thank you for pulling dr nick like full-on kudos a kudos bar a captain kuros all that to you, because no, Doctor Nick was a great pull. Yes, thank you. I like I like praise. Um, you deserve it here. Yeah. Um, also, like, if you want to listen to other stuff I've done, I've I'm like, I've done other podcasts with you. That should be easy to find if they go to like what Lucare dot com. Uh, yes. Uh. Lucare.com is where you can currently find 
the show, though, I, I'm thinking probably by the next episode, we will have uh, domancedawn.com and a separate website because I, I think we're getting picked up. We're moving out of pilot mode. Ooh, excellent. We've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find news about that uh, not only on the Domance Dawn uh, podcast, or not only on the Domance Dawn Twitter, but you can also follow me on Twitter at Poltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Um, yeah. I feel like I hit a weird energy point talking about uh, based on where the Mary conversation went, and you know, it's life for you. Sometimes Mary survives to go and walk on and do genshis. And sometimes you find out about the kind of pornography your friend has seen. Have a great night, everybody.